Welcome back to Coffee and Cortisol, your PA podcast. We're coming to you today from a cafe in San Francisco. I'm David. I'm Lagaya. And be ready for some noise because we're in a cafe filming this live. <laughs> Okay, so we're here to follow up with Lagaya after we've done eight weeks now of <laughs> rotations. The plan was to do it halfway through rotation one, but that didn't seem necessary. Then uh, we were going to do it after rota- after the end of rotation, uh-huh. and that exam kind of sucks the soul out of you. Yeah, so oh my gosh. We're here uh, two weeks into our next rotation, and we're kind of just gauging where we're at, where we're feeling, and what uh, how life's going. So yeah. um, let's talk... So before we were all very anxious about our one rotation mm-hmm. one, and now now where are you at with after after rotation one? Like how do you feel about medicine? What? Okay, well, I can safely say that I think I know how to take a pretty good history now. Okay, I'm pretty proud of that. I don't know how about you? Like after the patients we've seen. Yeah, I mean sometimes with this last rotation we had or our the one we had together, I felt like sometimes the doctor would be a little too asking too much for us. Like it would be right. hard to, to do that. But like sometimes he'll ask questions and I'll be like, Well wait, what about the characteristics or the onset or the location? And like, I kind of you know, so yes, I feel like so much better about all that. And right. just even seeing patients in general because like we saw maybe 10 patients a week, 10, 12 mm-hmm. at this last rotation. It wasn't super difficult. It was, yeah, I was pretty sleepy, <laughs> but in the best way. Yeah. In the best way. Yeah. It was a great rotation to like wade into the water and get things figured out. But I felt like when, when during our didactic year, we saw maybe 10 patients mm-hmm. with a, a simulations. Yeah. simulations. Mm-hmm. And then we see that many in the first week of the first rotation. And, like, you – I mean, like, during OSCEs, you're, you're, like, scared to knock on the door. Like, you have butterflies. And now it's just, like, let's go see this dude. Right. Like, let's get this shit done. Uh, pardon for the swearing. <laughs> if you can hear that over all your noise. But, you know, like, let's just get this done. Like, let's go. I'm, I'm t- like, I just – I mean, I kind of I kind of want to get going at this point. Right. Where are you, where are you at? I think – I think it's a skill to make your history seem like a conversation, just a very natural, organic conversation. And I think at this point, I, I'm pretty confident with that skill that I'm, oh my, does it go a long way with your bedside manner? I feel too. I feel like the, the patients are definitely, cause they're, you know, they're in there. Well, I mean, in, in our last rotation, they're in, in, in their bed and, you know, at the SNF facility, they're just like lying around the whole day mostly. Right. But I mean, to walk in and be genuinely presenting yourself as, you know, like curious, it's like, hey, like what's going on? Just checking in on you. And then a lot of things come up and then just you are taking a history, but at the same time you're making it the fact that you can make it feel like, oh, a genuine conversation. I feel like that we get a lot of positive like feedback from the patient that way. I, I don't know. For, at this point, like, I'm really happy that we got this rotation to, like, spend ample amounts of time with the patients. Because, granted, like, we, I think max I saw a day at our last rotation was, like, what, five patients a day? But I was able to spend adequate amounts of time with each, each of them. Maybe, like, over 20 minutes sometimes. Yeah. Which is so great compared to my rotation right now. I'm in ortho, orthopedics. And we see about 30 plus patients a day. And some patients that we'd see, sometimes it's like five minutes, sometimes it's 15. Oh gosh, if it passes 20, then we were so behind. So, yeah. um, 
it's interesting. I, I really appreciate the first rotation that we, you and I were on. I think it really helps when you are able to figure out what is relevant and what's not. Mm -hmm. Because yes. it, it really helps. Because when you have to sit and listen to a patient talk about their sleep for 10 minutes, mm -hmm. that really, you really realize that, like, oh, crap, none of this, is, none of this matters. Yeah. And not that what they're saying doesn't matter. Um, you don't get in a, a, a you know, I'll, I'll wound up about that. <laughs> that. But, but, you know, you realize, like, okay, they're not sleeping well at night. That's all I really need to know. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, you know, I toss and turn. Like, I don't know if, if that makes sense to those listening. But, like... It, it helps you hone in on like what's relevant mm -hmm. and then you're able to from there pick out what you need to ask next and I think to like to, kind of to your point like to making your history as be conversational transitions like I feel like I'm so much better at transitions mm -hmm. than I was because sometimes, sometimes you're like oh are you eating okay yeah and, and do you ever feel like you want to kill yourself at night yeah and, <laughs> you know and we you avoid like those like abrupt transitions right. where you're like you go from like you're sleeping okay how, how are you eating? Right yeah, because you're not doing like a checklist thing in your head anymore. It's like, okay, how's your how's your appetite been? And it's like they talk about eating and then you're like, okay, like, so I noticed you've been feeling or like, am yeah, I, or how's am your I mood? How's and your then mood? And then that kind of down. segues into yeah. segues into um, addressing if, you know, they're depressed or not. So um, definitely the transition between making sure you cover everything and being efficient with your time. Like it is very much an art and that's what we're learning this i think that's the most important thing in clinical years trying to find your yeah the the way you dance around like trying to gather a history yeah and doing it within 15 minutes ideally but yeah that's not always the case yeah and i think um, you know i think just with anything in life like as you do it more you get better at it more efficient i mean right. it's just like it's it's tough i think to try and be at your best in your first rotation like this is I mean like medicine's such a giant field that I, I just don't think you're gonna you're not gonna be Michael Jordan or LeBron or, or I guess LeBron's probably a better example but you're not gonna be just a prodigy like nobody is a prodigy Kobe might be more and like well, no Kobe sat on the bench for his first couple of years oh he did yeah yeah Kobe didn't like Kobe wasn't Kobe like even through their first three titles like he was good but he wasn't like the guy it took him to like 2009 2010 before he was like the main show like for a championship team okay maybe that as actually more relevant to yeah, our case it's yeah, gonna absolutely. take us a couple of years yeah he was like out. came out of high school and he still sat on the bench so like you know he he was a prodigy but he took his time and like kind of craft but um yeah, so what, where are you at now? You're at uh, you're doing an ortho elective. Mm -hmm. How's that going? It's been I've I've learned a lot in the past couple of weeks. It is week two, right? Almost end of week two of rotation yeah. two. Yes. Um, yeah, so I'm in the OR three days of the week. I'm in clinic two days. I I have a huge commute in the morning because each day either starts at eight a.m. or seven thirty. A.M. in the morning. And we were starting at like 2 p.m. <laughs> the first rotation, yes. Yeah. Starting at 1 or 2 p.m., ending at 5. That was pretty great. On a late day. Um, and here I am. It's a, what, 7.30 a.m. rotation in the city. I live in, you know, Oakland, so I take public transportation. Parking is horrible in the city, so uh, it's like one hour plus commute in the morning. But other than that... I'm scrubbing in on surgeries and seeing a lot of joint replacements, uh, lots of hips, lots of knees, lots of shoulders, 
uh, it's funny because each surgeon has their, you know, their their specialty. So like, there's a hip guy, there's a okay. knee guy, there's a shoulder guy. Are you with um, Are you with the one Doctor C quite a bit? Yeah, or? yeah, I'm okay. I'm with him uh, most of the time. So he's the knee and knee and hip guy. Okay. Okay. Like anything else, he, eh, but knees and hips. He's I'm sure he's, the, just he's, he's the man. Yeah, and I think he's. Yeah, he's been in the biz for I think over fifteen years, thirty maybe more. I don't know, but he's he's definitely the person in the bay to get if you want knees and hips. Um, and we won't give out his name. We won't give out his name, name but, but you he's know. the guy to go to. <laughs> he really is. Um, but it's been great being able to scrub in. I was kind of anxious about the scrubbing in process, but I guess in orthopedics, it's of course you have to do, scrub in properly, but like they're not well our sticklers about it. Compared to maybe gen surge or. I think our surgery know. professor was uh-huh. kind of a, a little anal, for lack of a better <laughs> term, uh, in regards to like everything surgery. Like, <laughs> might be a better uh, term, but uh, yeah, no. Just no. very particular. Very particular. Um, nah, still anal. We'll see, how gen, we'll see how gen surge goes, but um, yeah, I've been able to scrub in on surgeries. Help with suctioning, retracting. It's going to be such a big advantage, I feel like, to have this experience before that before surgery. Before surgery, surgery yeah. which is one of our core rotations. Yes. Um, who knows when that's coming. But, yeah, I, I figure, like, I me. is that really yeah. rotation three? Yeah. Where at? Uh, Redwood City. So it's only, like, a 15-minute drive. Okay. Which is, like, wow, that's super nice. It's, like, so nice. For those of you that don't know, surgery rotations are usually, like, five to five, like, 12-hour shifts five days a week. That's all right. Um, so, and then there's like on call too, which whole lot of not not <laughs> sleeping maybe or sleeping at odd hours. Yeah. Well, yeah. Some of our classmates they did uh, five twelves, and then they did twenty four hour shifts. They had to do four of those in a five week rotation, which is just crazy to think about. Like that's I mean twenty four hours is a long time to work, and they'd have the next day off, but still that would just suck. still. And then to study on top of that. Yeah, study for a test. On how's that been going? What so, studying? Yeah, studying. You're uh, on your internal med. Yeah, rotation, it's, right? it's going okay. I mean, I'm I'm using Rosh Review and our end of rotation exam textbook to study. It just um, the amounts are tough. Yeah. Um, as you well know, because you just took the IM yeah. rotation exam, mm-hmm. but it. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm like learning still by using Rosh, but it's just, it's just, it's a lot. It's overwhelming. It's yeah, I know. But you will I'm sure, get through. It'll I'm sure it'll be, be fine. fine. It'll be fine. I mean, I joked with, with Dr. Fellerton today. I'm like, I'm planning on taking the next five weeks off. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you fail in a rotation exam, at least at our school, I don't know how other programs do it. They hold you back for the next rotation and you mm-hmm. just study. So five weeks you're studying for the same exam. And then you push back being done with school for five weeks. So it's not like the end of the world, but it's not like I would rather just be done with school and then like have time off and then get paid <laughs> and like whatever. So, but fingers crossed. Um, I don't know. Did we, did we hear from our class? Did anyone fail? Not that I know of. I mean, they would have said it if everyone passed and they didn't. Oh. Right? Like, they would have been like, congrats, everyone in here passed their first one or something, you know? But no. they, they didn't. So I, I'm worried that some people did, and I don't blame them for not necessarily being like I mean, it's Facebook. the first exam, and no one knew what to expect. That's the, that's the tough thing is, like, you don't really know. And I guess I don't really know. Like, I took the Jerry one, which... Yeah, which um, is created by our own 
and they program. Use, yeah, and and I don't know, it was fine. It was not a big deal, but I'm worried about this this one too. It's hard to know. You just don't know with the new exam. Like every new class you take, I feel like every ex- new exam is weird. Yeah, and so it's the same thing with this. So we shall see. But. It's gonna be fine. You're gonna, you're gonna pass. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very confident. Positive vibes. <laughs> you got it, dude. Uh, um, so, I mean, where, what, uh, are you trending at your new, new place? Um. So it's apparently I don't have access to any anything. <laughs> I basically I, I shadow a lot. I do a lot of observation. Just recently. Um, the, the doc that I precept with, he allowed me to do a lot of the in-surgery stuff but nice. in, and in clinic, like he allowed me to see three patients on my own just recently um, and these were, were like new patients so it was basically mostly uh, history taking and to see what's going on but I was pretty proud on a couple of them uh, so one of them had a, a swollen left knee and that happens when you have arthritis and it's uh that happens with age. Like everyone has wear and tear in their knees. Like it's it's pretty much inevitable for anyone Eventually. that has the privilege of aging. So you will have wear and tear. Good, good tear. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> you'll you'll ha- eventually have wear and tear in your joints. Just it's just what it is. What it is, y'all. Um, but like what happens is it aggravates um, the cells that create the synovial fluid in your joints. So that happen, when that happens, they get inflamed and then they start leaking fluid around your joint space. So it becomes swollen. And a lot, most of the treatment plans when it comes to ortho, y'all, it's just like NSAIDs, PT, cortisone shot. That's, yeah. And the, apparently the golden rule in ortho is if it hurts, stop doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, like walking or, <laughs> pretty much. Like living. everyone's like, "Oh, like my shoulder hurts when I do this," and then the doc would be like, "All right, and stop doing that." Um, or like I hear a crackle or like a, a cracking sound when I'm moving this, and it's like, "Okay, is it hurting you?" And they're like, "No." And then it's like, "Oh, then you're fine." I feel like that's kind of. <laughs> I mean, I, I I totally get what they're saying with that, but I sometimes I'm like, and they kind of at least as a newbie, like, kind of rubs me the wrong way. Because, like, mm-hmm. when I would come to the doctor, I'd try and give them every bit of information that I know. Because if I'm holding something back, you know, like, there's certain things that, that you can, information would help them consider different diagnoses. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, and, right. um, maybe not so much for ortho, but, like, yeah, if my shoulder's clicking and, like, when I, you know, do a certain movement, I want them to yeah. know. Right. Or things like that. But that's the thing, like, by the time they get to see a doctor and ortho they were referred by the primary care doctor so it's like they've already addressed all the possible differentials sure right so yeah in in ortho it's basically a lot of NSAIDs PT yeah cortisone shot if it's really bad arthritis they would recommend pretty much a complete joint replacement because that would take away all the arthritic pain that people live with every day so it you know, quality of life. That's the, that's the whole point of ortho. It's like, okay, it's not going to get better. Arthritis, never going to get better. It's, it's a progressive disease and it's always going to get worse. You can get as many cortisone shots as you want, obviously spaced out because it's actually cardio to- or it's actually toxic to your cartilage. You get them too often. 
Um, but eventually it's going to be a joint replacement. And everyone's super, everyone that I've, I've, all the patients I've met with hip replacements, knee replacements, they always say like, why didn't I do this earlier? Yeah. I think the main why? issue why the docs don't want to do it is you can, because what they do is they essentially make your bone into a straw and then they put a cap into the straw, um, which is the new like ball to the joint. Mm-hmm. And the problem from what I understand is that like you can only drill into the bone so many times before the bone becomes compromised. Mm-hmm. So like you can have two joint replacements kind of in your life, two to three maybe if you're lucky. And so people you, are are being are becoming bionic. Yeah. <laughs> like they're so many patients I see, they're like, yeah, I got both my knees done by your doctor. And then oh, I'm getting my shoulder done like in a couple weeks. And it's like, how many joint replacements do you need to be considered like half machine? Darth, Darth Vader. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always wonder. Well, um, so let me ask you this as a question. Um, yeah. So you said you're, you're not seeing, you're not doing a lot of the patient interaction by yourself like you have your docs doing a lot. I mean, just recently I've been able to see new patients with um, my preceptor, like I would present to him like what's going on and then and then he follows up, like goes in after like I, I get a history. And that kind of makes sense because if they have like 15 minutes, they can't have you like screwing up their timeline exactly. and slowing you down. So how, how do you feel about that overall as like a clinical experience where like you, you're so busy that you don't get patient time mm-hmm. compared to maybe this last rotation where you could have as much time as you want. I think what's great is that I'm seeing more pathologies and like I'm, I'm catching a lot of pearls in terms of the interaction I see with the doctor and the patient, just like, like how he describes arthritis, just simply like when the patient's like, Oh, like, why is, why is this pain not going away? And then just the, the way he, describes how arthritis is he's like oh yeah it's like a sine wave you know you're gonna have your bad days which is yeah at the top of the wave then you're also gonna have really or good days you're on the top of the wave bad days when you're at the bottom and it's just gonna be a wave like the, the way so you know like I, I'm, I'm I write notes when he's doing these interactions just and then I put stars next to it like as if it's sure, like a little clinical sure. curl and then I actually integrated that in my interaction with the new patients, you know, asking me like how arthritis works. And I, it's pretty much being a copycat, but then that's what, you know, our professors and that, you know, during didactic year, they said, watch your preceptors, like learn by listening. And then you're going to take little things here and there and kind of find your own way of like educating your patients. Cause a lot of it is education too. And I feel like you're going to get a lot of those patients coming back to you if you really take the time and just I feel like that's seeing all these cases granted it's like only 10 minute 15 minute intervals with these patients I'm getting a lot of pearls from the doctor interaction with them depending on like what case it is if it's a knee if it's a shoulder you know if it's a hip there are different ways they go about educating their patients and telling them like you know oh the most recent research states that like oh, 50% of the time it's this or so I'm getting a lot of those and I hear it repetitively and I end up memorizing it yeah or like I, you start to pair it yeah like, exactly and I think that's that's what it is they repeat themselves a lot well, I noticed and you see that a lot with 30 patients a day you see the same shoulder issue yeah. the same muscular back pain lower back pain 
it's the same thing and they're repeating the same thing over and over again and as a patient you're seeing the doctor what the first you know you don't know that they've been saying the same thing over and over again but on the provider side they're they seem like mass you you know like if you're repeating the same thing over and over again you're eventually going to be the master of your craft so it's I look forward to the day that I'm going to be repeating myself over and over that I'm going to sound like yeah I got this yeah and you're going to hold yourself you know like the patient's going to be very comfortable that you know what you're doing. So I can't wait to get to that point. <laughs> so right now it's just gathering information and just soaking it up. Truly, it's like your sponge, right? I noticed. I is that how you feel? Like, yeah, are you yeah. picking up things with, from, well, for from sure. the docs? Because I feel like sometimes when uh, I answer a question from a patient, I'll be like, well, you know, uh, it actually is like this. And here's what I'm, I'm, I'm like, God, I sound like, uh, sound like the doc here. And it's like, oh. but, but I, I know you, you feel like a bit of an imposter because yes. it's not organic. It's not like you did the research and then here you are delivering it to like the patient. You know, uh, in terms of helping them with their treatment plans or whatever, you legit parroted what the doc said to the previous patient, maybe five patients ago, yeah. with the same. It's the same exact like diagnosis, and then here you are just copying what he's saying. But it's right. Yeah, the patient doesn't know, but. But you're right, right. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Very interesting. Okay, I want to. One question I kind of thought of too is: mm-hmm. um, so now you've gone from seeing a general practice to a very specific right. knees and hips. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Like doing the same thing? I mean, because now you've seen probably two hundred some patients. Like, mm-hmm. how do you feel overall versus like if you could see yeah. a variety of things? Right. I know, and I I mentioned before how I like to know a little bit about everything. And I think that's what I'm a little bit worried about going into a specialty like ortho is being pigeonholed into doing the same, you know, this recognizing the same things every day and seeing the same thing over and over. You're going to, I feel like you're going to pigeonhole yourself and I don't know how, what's that going to mean when we're recertifying because I don't know how the, <laughs> it's every five years, right? Every yeah. two years, yeah. every five or two hey, years. It's five. Five years. Okay. Oh my God, two years. I know that would be nuts, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm a little worried about that because I like the treatment plans that I've seen for ortho. It's like what I said for every patient, and I don't know. There's a part of me that's like, am I being challenged enough here? If I did this for a living for ten years as a PA, and a lot of times the PAs see a lot of the follow up cases, like st- like a like post op joint replacements like two week post-op like a lot of that so it's just checking incisions and saying oh we'll see you in six weeks so it's not a lot in terms of what they do besides like putting in orders or like doing first assist stuff in the OR and in terms of clinic seeing whatever the 30 plus patients a lot of them are going to be the same thing so I don't know TBD it's tough it is tough because like you know I mean, I, don't know, it, I, I guess this is where I think back to like pre-PH school where it was like when I was working in, at like a gas station or a factory or whatever, did I like doing the same thing again and again and again? I mean, and don't get me wrong, there's not, not thought involved, right. but like, or do I like changing things up? But then I, yeah, but then I yeah. do like the routine and then like mastering like the, the idea of mastering like a, a certain 
craft. Like that's definitely. Oh yeah, but like I always like a routine. Like I like the idea of like waking up and reading the newspaper and working out and doing all this bullshit. And then when it, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then again, and but then but then I actually like it's like the morning and it's like mm, I could work out and read the newspaper, but mm-hmm. like I did that yesterday. Today mm-hmm. I want to do this. So yeah. like I always like the idea of a routine until mm-hmm. I actually have a routine. I'm like I like change things up. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I, it's kind of, it's, it's tough. But I think, I don't know. We'll see how it goes as far as things. Right. But. but one thing I did realize is how much I actually enjoy surgery. Okay. All right. Um, the scrubbing in, I really like. And I thought I, I would be too wiggly for the OR. But wiggly? Like, just moving too much and just not knowing where your hands are placed because you have to keep it above waist level or else you're breaking like spill field. Yeah. But I like, I'm pretty good at, I didn't realize how good I was at anticipating needs like on the spot. And that's what you need to do as being a first assist PA in the OR. And the fact I kind of like after seeing so many hip surgeries and so many knee surgeries, like you kind of get the gist of what go the, their, um, I guess the, how they approach the surgery every time, because every single time it's the same exact routine. Like yeah. um, you scrub in, you 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 do time out, and then um, you you put in on the sterile field. You put the drapes a certain way. The scrub tech is there. I I know tools that they use for knee surgeries now, and what each tool's name like the ron ronger the the like yeah all the all the equipment. They like you hear it over and over. You're gonna eventually memorize the the tools, the scrub tech's hands, the, the surgeon, and, like, know when to suction. Like, oh, okay, he's making that cut. It's going to open the synovial, like, um, membrane, and, like, all this food's going to spill out, so I need to get suction ready. Like, little things like, oh, he's using the bobie, so I need to have suction ready to suck the smoke in. Like, a lot of anticipating needs, and I kind of really enjoyed, enjoyed that part. See, I wonder with some of this, if it's, like, I think you can enjoy anything for like a couple of weeks. Yeah. Or like, so that's a thing I'm what recognizing. If, what if that's that like too. a year of that. And it's yeah. like, yeah, I know you need this. You need that. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, I wonder, you know, and that's what I wonder, like, just, these are just questions I'm asking myself, mm-hmm. you know, like, shoot, am I really going to enjoy this? Or is it just like the thought of something new? Cause like in college, every time I got my schedule for the next semester, I was like, Hell Exciting, yeah, this right? is going to be a, a great, great schedule. And then like by the end of the schedule, I'm like, can't wait for the next one. You know, I, I don't know. I think about that all the time with some of these things. Like you could do anything for five weeks and things are going to be interesting in that honeymoon yeah. period. Yeah, but that's true. What so if it's honeymoon. your actual job and you're making a salary and yeah. And like, you know, when cases end at the end of the day, like you and I go home, but like maybe there's lingering paperwork or orders huh. that have to happen yeah. or have to be put in and they have to stay back to do it, you know? Yeah. Until that's, that's done. That's the other thing. Yeah. So it's like we don't really know the nuances of the administrative side of things or the paper. Yeah, the paperwork side of things. Because you and I are just students, you know, still yeah. sponges. Yeah, we haven't really had to sign orders and stuff, and like actually. Sign right. I haven't gone to to do that at all. I don't have access to the EMR, so. Um, yeah. Yeah. Still a lot to learn. 
yeah, but we, I feel like you and I have learned a lot though since sure. we started. For it's sure. kind I'm of gonna, it's nuts. Staggering. And then, you know, because I've heard this before from people like you learn way more in rotations than mm. you did during didactic, and then you learn way more in your first year of work than you did in throughout all of school, and then. Um, and by like year two, you're like you finally figure feel like you know enough yeah. and you're competent, and then you get to year five and you're like, holy shit, I didn't know anything. Sorry, sorry, you didn't know anything in um in back in year two of your work. So like it's just one of those things where like you just continue to learn and get better. And that's what we signed up for. Uh, yeah. Life, life, life of learning. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, which is what makes this exciting. But yeah. um, so let's kind of wrap up here a little bit. And mm-hmm. what are you looking forward to? Um, what are you looking forward to? What are you scared of for your next few rotations? Next few rotations. Uh, well, I'm in an elective one, so I'm kind of taking a break from studying, which is great. Yeah. Um, ooh, I'm I'm kind of nervous about pediatrics. Okay. That's something. Why is that? Because, but you've worked with peas before. I have, I have, but uh, that was more of like you know changing diapers and bathing them and like playing with them <laughs> and holding them and all the maternal stuff that I truly enjoyed. And now it's like okay, how do I make I sure this kid doesn't? Die? Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's pretty much it in a nutshell. And they're all aliens in terms yeah. of like their vitals and. You know, their respirations are like at 40 and you're like, oh, that's, that doesn't sound, I don't even know if that's normal. For 40, 40 would be a little high, I think. Okay. Depends on how young you are. Yeah, okay. see, see things like that. I don't, I'm yeah, a little it's worried. it's like a sliding scale. Yeah, again, they're they, aliens and their bones look weird. Everything's weird. Some bones haven't even appeared yet. Well, like, if you, depending on how you count it, like kids have like twice as many bones because like the, the middle of their long bone is like... Cartilage. Yeah. And so, like, technically, they have like X-rays um, look weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they sh- I remember them. They showed us this in X-ray class for our radiology, not X-ray class. Um, but like, they, they showed this picture. Like, what's wrong with this? And we're like, bro, like, this yeah, stuff, it's all stuff. fractured. It's like, everything. No, no, they just have growth plates. Yeah, it's like they're they're, not- they're just five years old. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah, that's it. Hubby, what are you nervous for? I'm still worried about like the like pimping and like the hard mm. questions because like one of our <laughs> for those of you who um, remember Viet, um, our resident Star Wars expert, he is in a cardiology rotation right now that's just like destroying him on the inside, and <laughs> I, I worry just because I feel like I know a, a little about a lot, but I don't know. A, a lot about like cardiology and I don't you know like so those little things like can be just daunting and, and I, yeah, I just worry that like out. god like so I just feel like I need to look up a lot still and, mm-hmm. and I don't know doctors still do that yeah that's true yeah. that's true too but you know you hear we have one of our classmates had a 4.0 and she was told by a, <laughs> uh, a doc that she was one of the most unprepared <laughs> students she'd ever had it's like wow I mean I, yeah that's shit, like what am I going to be? Because <laughs> I, I, I am not a 4.0 student. Um, so you I, and I both. We are not um, 4.0 students. But we're, <laughs> so, here we are. We're doing great. Uh, yeah. I and mean, I'm not, I'm not like ashamed of that fact. Like, uh, But, you know, it's just, I, I worry about that 
mm-hmm. intensity of questioning because like I'm not an expert and I, and I guess that's something I need to like talk myself into. I th- it depends but, on your preceptor yeah. too. Like our preceptor in the first rotation, so kind yeah. and just so patient I mean, and we were, so nice. We were joking about this, but I was like, you know, like if I would have say to him, like, you know, I think we should probably put this patient down. He'd be like, yeah, that's an interesting thought. <laughs> uh, you know, and he'd like, he'd like, he would like earnestly address it. Right. like, here's why we can, here's why yeah. we can't. And like, oh, we should give this med. And he was like, that's an interesting thought, but we shouldn't because it's on the beers list. As- right, right. That was, that was one I had where I was like, let's give this, let's give this dude Benadryl. He couldn't sleep. He was itchy. I'm yeah. like, Benadryl. Well, there's this beers criteria for geriatric patients, which you can't give them Benadryl. And yeah. he's like, what about that? And like, that's a good that's point. A good point. And I, and, you know, he didn't make me feel like an idiot. No, at and all. He, you know, it's yeah. something I, I'll never forget now. And that's, you know, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. But it's it's just, uh, I worry about that. So. Yeah, I was actually, it's funny, the, the only provider that pimped me out was a PA in this rotation. Um, he, <laughs> he was asking me, like, oh, like, tell me what, what lumbar radiculopathy, like, involves, like, or if you were to get one at L2, L3, which spinal nerve is impinged or something like that. I'm like, okay, so this is a spinal nerve. This is a nerve issue, right? And he was like, yeah, no shit. Like, tell me tell me about your hip flexors. Which nerve is it innervated by? And then, oh, okay, how about your extensors? And, like, tell me your extension of your big toe, what that is. Like, he was just throwing a bunch of things at me, and I'm just like, I need to look this up, you know, just trying to be funny about it. But at the same time, I was like, wow, I need, I it's basically either arthritic or muscle spasms, and then you just prescribe NSAIDs or or a or baclofen or something. That's pretty much it. All right. Um, but over and over, I could see that he's kind of like I don't know. I, he becomes like a. Uh, I see. I see a little bit of burnout. <laughs> Yeah. Him seeing the same things over and over. But anyway, he was the only one that's been pimping me out. I feel though like that's almost unfair and not to like just complain about it, but I feel like that's almost unfair for him to pimp you on those things because like that he's an expert in that field and then he's like, Well, you who aren't an expert, like what do you know? And it's like, Well, like when you work with it every day, it's a lot, lot, lot easier. Like can oh, you it's I mean so- does he know like hell if I know, like what goblet cells do in the stomach? Like, does no. he does he know? None of them probably do. not. Uh, I mean, he, he probably remembers some things from school, but like you know, it's just one of those things where you don't. That's the thing. I was with the the doc in surgery. We were doing a knee, and then he was pointing to me at a muscle above the knee. He was like, "What muscle is this?" And then I was like, "I think that's rectus femoris." He was like, "Is it?" <laughs> <laughs> I know you would think that that's pretty close. That's a muscle pretty close to the knee. So, the, I mean, and he sees knees all the time, but he just doesn't adjust that muscle group that much or often anyway. Yeah. So it's kind of like, see little things like that. It's going to, you're going to forget about it. You're not dealing with it day to day. So I mean, it's kind of like everything's in a line and the things that get used get pulled to the front and the yeah. things that don't like, I mean, if you, if I had to do just a cold, like anatomy exam right now, I'd oh, screwed. I'd be screwed too. We just don't use it all that much. I mean, really? 
I don't know. Like, there's so many disease processes that we use, but like, how many diseases are directly related to anatomy? Like, like, I mean, does your gluteus maximus suffer that many diseases? <laughs> no. And even if it does, like myostevia gravis, not even related to the gluteus maximus yeah. itself. You know, so like, yeah. that's more acetylcholine, which yeah. like. I know because like I've had to use that a couple times and all things like that. So, um, yeah, it's one of those things that are, uh, yeah, just just it's when you use it more, you, you get you're, more out of it. Yeah, exactly. Again, if you're looking at backs all day, you're going to be the master of the spine, you know, for sure, and all the spinal nerves, like of course. But if you're just looking at knees every day, you might forget what those muscles are. <laughs> Absolutely. But anyway. All right. Well, I think that is all we have for today. So um, hopefully you can hear everything. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully this wasn't too bad. I'll wrap up in just a second here. But Lagaya, thank you for stopping by again. Yay! It was great to have you back on. And, I know. Uh, we'll Happy to check this again. in later. We're at the end. If Thanks, you're, David. If you're still alive. <laughs> Hello, and thank you again for listening. Uh, sorry for the cafe noise in the background. I hope it is uh, listenable for you guys. It sounded okay to me. Uh, in the future, if you like cafe music, just let us know and we'll uh, you know, try and uh, record there more often. Uh, we just kind of have to be adaptable because we're spread out um, throughout all these rotation sites, so it's hard to find a spot to record. Um, and I would also like to apologize for not having as many shows as we would like. Uh, it's been a little more difficult than we initially realized with having um, everyone scattered around the Bay Area to actually record. So uh, I am working on getting that fixed so that we can hopefully get back to our weekly content or bi-weekly content um, as best as we can. But uh, just to let you know, we will be doing better in the future. So uh, for all of you listening out here, stay safe, uh, avoid the coronavirus, uh, wash your hands, don't touch your face, um, love one another, and we will see you soon.